well, slightly later than we have been of late. But except my apologies, I was entangled in a delightful game of hand-to-hand wombat. Fun for the whole family. While you unpack that sentence, listen to my buddy Rob Curry. Rob Curry and the Curry brothers from Gravenhurst, Ontario, who are at the moment under a significant amount of snowfall, uh, somewhere between four to five feet feet. That's a lot of snow. That's like not quite two meters. Well, four is closer to one in a bit. But anyway, I digress more snow than anybody really truly needs. But hopefully everyone is doing well up there. I know a lot of highways are covered and not cleared and a lot of people or without power. So hopefully Rob Curry and the Curry brothers are somewhere safe and warm. And hopefully you are too, wherever you're tuning in. If you're in a tight spot, don't listen to this podcast. Sort yourself out. We'll be here when you get back, I promise. But I trust everyone else is somewhere safe and warm. Hopefully having enjoyed a bit of festive revelry over the past few days. I've, I was reveling myself. I like a revel. I enjoy a revel. Uh, oh, look, we got people joining us already. I'm not even paying attention. My apologies, fellas. Um, I do, I have to warn you, have uh, uh, yet again a bit of a cold. I think it's a new one. I think I'd just shaken the old one, and this new one came in, and I uh, was very tempted to not do this tonight uh, because my sense of smell and taste are not fantastic, as happens when I'm sick. And that's been happening a lot recently, and I thought, well, you know, I could just put the podcast on hiatus from November till February, if that were the case. But I would rather just show up and hang out with my friends on the Toronto Beer podcast. And I had uh, I had that bottle of Harveston Ola Dew. I did not drink it on Christmas Day. You want to know why? Because I forgot. I forgot I'd tucked it away in the top of my icebox. And I just rediscovered it today and I thought, oh, maybe I'll do that on the podcast. And then I rethought that and I thought, no, I really would like to be able to taste everything going on in there. And it is a very complex beer, or at least it was. And I trust that it still is. Now, that is not to belittle the beer I have chosen tonight, which is this beauty, Bellwoods, a stout with coffee. Why have I chosen this? Well, because I'm hoping it's not a wildly complex beer. Tonight, what I need is a beer that does what it says on the can, especially when what it says on the can is a stout with coffee. It's kind of already done the review for me, as long as the guys at Bellwoods weren't lying. And I certainly hope that's the case. Hello, Jake. Um, So we're going to do that. I'm going to get into it because I don't want to be up super late tonight. I'm feeling kind of eh, obviously. So we're just going to get right into it. You know how revelry leaves you tired out. Just wanting to go to bed. Actually, I discovered that my local Loblaws um, sells Pocky chips, the uh, insanely hot. Now, they weren't selling the one chip challenge chip, but they were selling two flavors of their other very spicy chips. Uh, I was delighted to discover this, so I bought both flavors. And what I actually want to do is um, walk the dogs uh, and then uh, eat some of those chips and then go to bed and maybe have trippy hot food based uh, dreams. Who knows? Not me. Anyway, let's pour this beer. 
Yes, it is into a Guinness glass. It is a stout. I'm not trying to fool anybody. Here we go. Well, oh, so far so good. It looks like a stout. Oh, not super carbonated. I'm going to give it a bit of an aggressive pour. I like a bit of head on my stout. There we go. Yeah, yeah, a bit of head. Hmm. Now, coffee can do that sometimes. No judgment. No judgment. Coffee, because it has oil in it, oil is the enemy of, uh, of head and head retention. Uh, and that is why uh, they recommend if you're a real snob, uh, you ought to clean your glasses with a, an oil-free uh, detergent so that the oil doesn't remain on the glass and ruin the head in your beer. Good news is all those granola um, dish detergents that I tend to use around my house, which is to say the ones that my wife very calmly and not calmly, kindly is the word I was reaching for there, uh, picks out and, and procures for us are excellent uh, beer washing uh, liquids. You just need to make sure you get in there with a uh, foxtail brush, clean out the inside and then also make sure that they're properly dried. But that is neither here nor there. <laughs> Pardon me. <laughs> I have a bit of a cough. That does, indeed, if you're watching one of the videos, look like a stout. It is black. It is... It's funny, when I was pouring it, I could tell it is... Um, it's not opaque, which stouts tend not to be. They're just so dark you can't see through them. With uh, what is admittedly, after a bit of intentionality, uh, a decent uh, little... Uh, not super dense, sort of lighter, frothier kind of head. Uh, sort of off-white uh, head light tan, not super dark, not like the, uh, um, help me out, what did we do last time? It was a, an Imperial, uh, uh, oh, uh, Blackburn, 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 whose um, head is like darker than a lot of beers. Uh, this one is like lighter than a lot of beers, although browner, I would argue. Anyway, let's see if the old sniffer can sniff anything. Not making any promises here, kids. I bet I could guess uh, based on the description on the can, which would be helpful. But if I'm doing that, I'll be honest with you. We don't, we don't need to have lies between us. Okay. I do smell coffee. I can't go into great detail about the coffee, but I do smell coffee. Sort of coffee beans. Not brewed coffee, necessarily. Beans. And then it's kind of hard to disentangle. I think I'm also smelling a bit of um, uh, very dark, like, charred malt. Uh, but... The problem is a lot of the time that shares a lot of characteristics with coffee. So I could just be smelling the coffee or I could be smelling both. Or in fact, I might not be smelling the coffee. That might be the malts, although it does say right on the can stout with coffee. So if that was subterfuge, that's a hell of a play. I don't think it is. I think there is coffee in here and I do believe that I smell it. So let's have a sip and see if the old mouth does any better. You remember the Blackburn? It turned out my sense of smell was pretty poor, but my sense of taste was significantly better. So hope, hopefully this cold is like that, whatever it was I had before. Not COVID. I take this off when I have COVID. It makes me too sick. Anyway, here we go. Mm. Oh, wow. Oh, that's very interesting. The first thing that was very evident, and I think it has to do with the fact that my, my sense of taste and smell are dulled a little bit is the mouthfeel on this is just fantastic. It's like velvet. I want to have another sip. Mmm. Yeah. Definite immediate first impressions. Velvety smooth mouthfeel 
with a very light carbonation, which explains why I had to put a bit of effort into developing that head. That's it. The head is dropped, but it is lingering. It's sticking around the side, so I don't think it's related to the oil. I think they've just intentionally left this one a little bit lighter on the carbonation, and I'm here for it. I think it's delightful. Uh, definitely some coffee. The coffee notes that I'm getting in terms of taste is a bit of a roasty coffee bean and a bit of the acidity of coffee. Now, please note, I'm not describing this beer as sour. It is not sour, not in the slightest. But coffee has a, a, an acidity. Coffee is, in fact, an acidic uh, plant. The bean, at least, is, is acidic when, you, uh, when you've processed it. And a cup of coffee is acidic, as anybody who, you know, works a desk job and drinks 19 cups a day and gets an ulcer will tell you. It is not basic. It's, it's acidic. Um, that said, there is an acidity which um, gives you a little bit of a bite kind of in the sides of your tongue, sides of your mouth. Now, I'm not telling you that, about that stupid sense of smell, taste on your tongue thing. I know that that's junk science, but it is based on the fact that um, there are areas in your mouth where you might have more receptors than others. And for me, that tartness hits kind of on the sides towards the back of my tongue and on my cheeks back there. And I get a bit of that very, very reminiscent of coffee. Let me have another sip. I believe I taste chocolate. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think when I describe that um, kind of uh, charred, oh, hang on, maybe, charred malt, I was going to say, I think I was mistaking the coffee in the aroma um, for that, because the maltiness that I get is actually quite chocolatey, um, like dark chocolate, not cocoa, like actual chocolate, it's a bit sweeter than that, a little bit uh, mellower, than, uh, not, not with as much bitterness as you would get with cocoa powder, it is like chocolate, Um that said, it started to strike me that that little bit of acidity that I got from the coffee, you also will get from dark malts, depending on how they're used. Now, my suspicion is that Bellwoods would not have made a stout that did that. It's not necessarily a flaw, but for a lot of people, they would be very careful with that. And in fact, a lot of places when they make stouts, um, a lot, if not all, of the uh, the darkest malts, the, the black ones, basically, <coughs> pardon me. <clears throat> yeah, that's going to happen tonight. I'm sorry. I, I was tempted to take a fisherman's friend, but then I wouldn't have tasted anything. But whatever's in there, eucalyptus and God knows what. Um, my apologies. Uh, I'm back on track. Uh, I have to be careful. If I inhale too hard, it makes me cough. And when I'm talking a lot, I have to inhale to keep the stream going. I should maybe slow down and be comfortable in the silence which I admit is something I struggle with, even though at certain times in the week I seek it out. It's still a struggle. But I digress. I was saying a lot of the time those dark malts, they actually, they cold steep them um, in the beer. They, uh, so they don't mash them in. They cold steep them in liquid. They mash in, and I th think they add the cold steep liquid before the boil, but then maybe that would negate the process so maybe they back end it in you know what now that i've mentioned that i don't know like i know that it's the thing that people do they cold steep the dark grains but then i once they've cold steeped them i don't know when they add them they would have to add them pre-boil otherwise you would risk infection i th think if any brewers are watching or listening and you want to get back to me on this how 
I know that when you cold steep them, you put the grains in cold water and let them sit for quite a bit longer to extract their uh, dark characteristics without extracting a lot of the acidity, I think is the idea. But then I don't know when you put that back in the beer. <laughs> anyway, what was I saying? Oh, so that acidity that I'm feeling, I, th I still think is the coffee. Uh, I don't think it's the, the dark malts. I don't know <clears throat> if Bellwood's cold steep this or not. I'm, I'm going to look at the can. There is writing and stuff on it, but uh, I haven't read it yet. But uh, that's my th not my theory. My theory is that they, that the acidity I'm feeling is, is coffee acidity, not dark malt acidity, because I think Bellwoods would go gentle on this one and want it to be a creamy, smooth um, stout. Now, it's funny. I wonder, maybe some of that creaminess is from lactose, because lactose can add a lot of weight to a beer and, and nice velvety creaminess. And my sense of taste just might not be there to pick up milk. Hang on. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm going to read the can. I might look it up on the internet. Definitely. That acidity is, is I'm almost, I guarantee you it's coffee. And uh, again, chocolatiness from the malt. I do get some charred malt in there. Like I, I, that's a distinctive taste and I am definitely getting it, which is, that's, that's a stout. It should be there. Uh, you should taste that even in a cold steeped one you want that that's kind of why you use those black malts is you want some of that not necessarily smoky but that charred kind of maltiness um this one interestingly doesn't present much in the way of burnt sugar which makes me think that those dark malts were not like a like a carafa three like a caramelized dark malt it might have just been a regular <laughs> dark malt maybe there is some I'm starting to psych myself out. As I'm thinking about this, I think I'm programming my brain because I think now I am tasting lactose and brown sugar, both of which would negate the past two things I said. It is delightful. It is a hell of a beer. Let's talk about that. You get it at the LCBO. That's where I got it. You can definitely get it at Bellwoods. <clears throat> Pretty sure it's available on, on order from the website. I should just look at the label. I was just trying to read it off the screen. Featuring Sam James Coffee Bar. Well, I bet that's whose coffee they used. And it is a 5% alcohol by volume beer. What does the can say? Nothing. Well, I can read the ingredients. Well, yep, solves that. Okay. Uh, ingredients, water. Cute that they list that. A lot of brewers don't. And they should, because it's far and away the, <laughs> the most... Voluminous, voluminous uh, part of the beer. Oh, yeah, but that does explain it. Uh, water, malted barley, oats. So that nice creamy quality, it's oats. It's not lactose. Sugars, dextrose and maltodextrin. That is malt extract and dextrose is, could be, it's not candy sugar. What is dextrose again? I think it's just sugar, sugar. Huh. Uh, they might have done that to help keep it uh, on the uh, drier side because that sugar is fully fermentable. So you don't get any residual sugar from including that, but it, keep, it gets your alcohol number up without adding uh, too much weight to the beer. So it's creamy without being heavy, which that's a feat. Coffee, wheat, hops, yeast. Now, 
assuming Bellwoods is using the industry, not the beer industry, the food industry standard way of listing ingredients, that means there's only a little bit of wheat in there. It's just a tiny bit of wheat. (coughs) And in fact, it might have been a dark uh, dark, uh, roasted wheat. Could be. Couldn't tell you. But that's what I know about this. (coughs) Sorry. Sorry, not an attractive thing. Sometimes I say I could be doing ASRM on here with the way I'm slurping and and all that. And then there's nights like tonight when I'm probably making you wish you weren't listening. My apologies. A stout with coffee. Look at that. I barely even had to type anything in. It's like my computer's listening to me. And this computer's running Windows 7s. I don't think they had that kind of technology back then. Uh, A stout with coffee not even I just want the a stout <laughs> they have a stout we made with coffee a stout with coffee oh, yeah this is the one I want but that's on untapped I don't want to look at it on stupid dumb untapped does anyone here still use untapped <laughs> if you do my apologies but what a garbage social network that was I invested altogether too much time in that, and I gotta be honest with you, I did not invest much. <laughs> um, I'm just scrolling through their site because I got taken to a previous iteration of this beer. No, they, huh. Well, maybe it's under the archive? This is some quality listening. On the, on, <laughs> at one moment, I'm hacking up a lung into your ears via my microphone. And then on the other, I'm just scrolling through a website that you can't see. Uh, okay, there's a bunch of stouts with coffee. Yeah, yeah, where's the James, Sam James? Oh, wow, they've done a lot of these. Just going to put that out there. But it's, it's not listed. Okay, let's just look at a different one. Oh, friggin' heck. That can't... No, let's not look at that one. Well, what? Oh. Okay. These are all listed as session stouts conditioned on coffee. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I think maybe this is it. It just doesn't have the same label. Um, it's a series of stouts to feature local coffee roasters and selfishly to observe the results of different beans in our beer. Bellwoods is great at this. I love them for that stuff. We keep the, uh, kept the ABV relatively low, the body chewy and voluptuous. That's fair. And let the coffee do most of the talking. Actually, I can buy into that. The chocolate I'm tasting might not be malt. It might be the coffee. I don't need to get into the tasting notes of this one because it's not the beer I have. This one just says featuring Sam James Coffee Bar. It doesn't say, but like a bunch of these are featuring Sam James beans, but they're specific, which is great. Don't get me wrong. I love the idea of being specific with the varietal of the coffee that you're using. But I'm looking for the beer that I'm drinking right now and I'm not seeing it. Anyway, well, you know what? Moral of the story. That's all we get, guys. But please note what they said, and they were being very honest without quite hitting you over the head with it. 
I mean, these are not throwaway beers. They're delicious. But what they're doing is building a repertoire of what different coffee varieties, how they perform in a, a, a standardized beer. This is a little bit like making a single hop pale ale where you keep making the same pale ale recipe, but you vary the hop in it. And then you can compare them and see not just the differences in the hops, but the way that the differences in those hops impact the final beer. That's what they're doing here. Um, again, yeah, on some level, they're experimental. They're not going to sell it if it's not good. But at the same time, also, yes, you are buying a beer to allow them to keep playing and figure out more stuff. So this is a means to an end. This beer itself is probably not necessarily the end in itself, and that's fine. It's delicious. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that, especially not when the brewery is being really obvious about it and saying it right in their marketing. Um, breweries that make single hot pale ales, um, it's fine. I don't, I don't have a problem with it. Um, it is a little precious when they try and big it up each one as if it's something particularly unique and individual. And you're like, no, no, you're just messing around with hops and that's fine. Like, I, I'm more than happy to financially support your endeavors if it means at the end of the process you can make some pretty kick-ass pale ales. But, like, don't try and make me think that this beer, which is clearly just like a calibration beer, is anything more than a calibration beer. It can be delicious, and I can enjoy it. But, like, don't make up some backstory about discovering the hop on some ayahuasca, you know, fucking trip. Oh, I just swore I'm not supposed to do that. It's been a minute since I've done a podcast. Anyway, apologies. Uh... My point is, I love Bellwoods, and I love what they're doing, and I love that they're being honest about what they're doing, and this beer is real good. Like, this could be the end, and that would probably be fine, but I would say to Bellwoods, keep playing. Coffee, like malts and like hops, despite being able to be contained within a somewhat narrow flavor bound, it's they can really vary within that uh, pretty wildly. Uh, I have more tolerance for bad beer than I do for bad coffee. Um, I have I have more care and compassion a lot of the time for the coffee I'm drinking than the beer I'm drinking. And I love that they want to try and figure them out. I think that's great. I'm going to have another sip. Mm. Yeah, easy to believe that that chocolatiness is actually coming off the coffee. Very, in fact easy to believe. Now, normally at this point in the show, I tell you what I think you should attempt to eat with this uh, beer. And uh, I'd say it's always hypothetical. That's not entirely true, although in the moment when I say it, it's entirely hypothetical. If, for instance, I counsel you to consume a, a beer with a pavlova, I do not have a pavlova sitting just off camera that I'm about to nosh on as soon as I get off the podcast, which really is a shame. If I start selling ads for like, uh, I don't know, what are all the podcasts selling ads for these days? Now that there's dynamic ad linking, actually, a lot of the time my podcasts don't have ads because they don't, nobody buys the ad for the Canadian market. And so they're like, we'll be back after the break. Welcome back. As we were saying, and you're like, wait a minute, there's a break. There was a short pause. There's no advertisement. I don't know. Harry's, um, does, does Fracture still exist? I haven't heard a Fracture ad on a podcast in probably at least a year. Oh, man, I hope they made it through COVID. That wouldn't be good. They seem like a decent company. 
<clears throat> maybe uh, Casper. They used to advertise the crap out of podcasts and they got too big for their boots. Podcasts? No, not big enough. They needed a Super Bowl ad. I actually don't know if they had a Super Bowl ad, mainly because I don't watch the Super Bowl and uh, try it as best as possible not to watch ads either. It's impossible, but I do limit my ad consumption. Anyway, what was I saying? Oh, the point was that I would have a pavlova off to the side if I ever get this podcast bigger than, you know, the dozens of people uh, who, uh, who listen to it. And, and believe me, I appreciate all of you. And actually, on some level, I think I feel more comfortable with it. Um, even when Mandy and I were doing it, it was like kind of sometimes in the hundreds, sometimes into the low thousands. And that kind of freaked me out. That seemed like too many people. What if I accidentally swore during uh, talking about an ayahuasca trip? Anyway, I do not have a pavlova sitting off to the side, but tonight with this stout, a stout with coffee by Bellwoods, I actually brought along two delightful seasonal confections that I received, uh, one in my stocking and one is a gift from one of my customers. And I think both in their own different ways are going to work really well. The first food, and golly, if it ain't right on the nose. Uh, if I were to say to you, what would be the most obvious thing to eat with a somewhat creamy, velvety, chocolatey stout with coffee in it that's called a stout with coffee, I would hope you would say chocolate-covered espresso beans. Well, gosh, you're smart, and you've been listening to this podcast for a while, and you know what you're doing. My beloved wife, my North Star, Erica... Got me a little bag of uh, chocolate-covered espresso beans. And these aren't just any chocolate-covered espresso beans. Actually, I was going to say, these are remarkable bean chocolate-covered espresso beans. That being said, I don't actually know if these are their beans. It wouldn't actually surprise me if they buy these in and just package them and label them. Either way, they're from my local coffee shop. It's um, about 110 meters over there. You just have to take two corners. You can't miss it. Right by the Fox. And by the way, if you've never been to see a movie at the Fox, what are you waiting for? Hop on the streetcar. It's there's a streetcar stop right across the road and right out front of it, depending on which direction you're going. Yes, you do have to go almost to the end of the 501 line, but it is worth it. It is a classic movie theater. One screen. They generally show three movies a day, except on weekends. And sometimes they'll show four, depending on the day. Um, they do show new releases, but they also often show classics. They show indie films. You can rent the place out if you give them enough notice. It's fantastic. They also take suggestions. You can suggest films, and they'll take it under consideration. Anyway, the point is, I love my local businesses, and I'm feeling a little gooey in the heart right now towards them. This is a chocolate-covered espresso bean. This is a stout with coffee, both the description and the name. It's both. I'm going to eat this chocolate-covered espresso bean and then consume the a stout with coffee and see what happens. I can see on the waveforms that you can hear those crunches. Hmm. Good, no one's watching right now. I just accidentally spit a bit of uh, espresso bean out of my mouth while I was talking. Very rude of me. Very rude. Mm. I think I'm going to have one more, just to be sure. I've loved chocolate-covered espresso beans since the first day I had one. Never looked back. Can't have them too often. I don't want to ruin them. I like them being special for holidays. 
or a particularly down day when I just need a little pick-me-up. Okay, gonna try the beer. In the words of Homer Simpson, it passed the first test. I didn't go blind. Um, it tasted good. If anything, the chocolate or the chocolate, the, the coffee notes were kind of turned down in the beer. The chocolate was boosted way up. <clears throat> I'm not gonna lie, <clears throat> I wasn't expecting that. Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Eating the chocolate-covered espresso beans with the estate with coffee. Well, I suppose on the argument that I was making that the coffee might be impacting the chocolatiness, if that's true, then it wouldn't be fair to say that the espresso beans took away the coffee tastes, but they took away the tastes that taste like coffee. It's less coffee-y and much more chocolatey. Interesting. Now, let me reset my palate with a uh, sniff of my arm. Can't smell anything anyway, but doesn't hurt to try. Actually, I could smell myself there. That's a good sign. I can still smell myself. It's good, too. I wasn't smelling further up my arm. Just my wrist. Reset. Have a sip of the beer. Hmm. Still not as coffee as it was before. <clears throat> now in my hand here, I am holding a homemade shortbread biscuit or cookie, if you prefer. Cookie. Shortbread cookie. Shortbread doesn't really contain any of the flavors uh, that you would associate with this beer. But what it does contain is some opposites of uh, the beer. So it is uh, fatty and rich and sugary and the beer is not it's the other side of that scale so <clears throat> this one it's more to do with juxtaposition I'm just gonna have one more sip just to make sure I've got the chocolate covered espresso beans out of my mouth mm. have I mentioned how much I like this beer it's very good okay I'm gonna have a bite hmm it's so crumbly. Man. So much butter. Mm, I need another bite. I'm just going to be here eating my cookie for a minute. Hmm. I wonder, can you hear me chewing it? It's much quieter chew than uh, <clears throat> the crunchy espresso beans. Hmm. Yeah, buttery, some sugar, that, um, well, because I mean, the reality is the flour, or sometimes people actually uh, use starch, although I think this one's using flour, based on the consistency. Like, it cooks so quickly in the oven, the flour at most browns off, and in a lot of cases, it's still quite floury, um, which in principle doesn't sound appealing, but with the sugar and the butter and a bit of vanilla uh, becomes quite an attractive proposition, if I'm honest. Mmm. 
that's that might be the one. Gonna have another bite of the cookie. Hmm. I'm gonna have a sip of the beer while there's still some cookie in my mouth, which sounds uncouth, but this is my podcast. So I don't care. Plus, you don't get to use the word uncouth every day. Hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> all the coffee, all the coffees come back to the party. I think it was it was a little scared off by the espresso beans, because they really uh, they come in like a like a group of frat boys to the party. <clears throat> On the other hand, the uh, the the shortbread cookie <clears throat> really offers. Um, you know, it's the person at the party that asks you a lot of questions about yourself and um, doesn't actually care that you're not asking any questions about them. Those are like some of my favorite people at the party because I don't really want to be at the party. But you can probably make me feel pretty comfortable at the party by just getting me talking about myself. It is a failing. It's something I honestly am working on. I try and remember when people ask me how my day is going to answer and then return the favor. <laughs> but I'm not good at it because I am self-centered at the end of the day. Uh, this this shortbread cookie, very delicious, is asking all the right questions of the stout and looking for nothing in return. It's perfect. If, uh, If you're going to have this stout and you got some shortbreads kicking around the house, whether they were made by a delightful person who you know, or they're walkers, I wouldn't say no to either. Got to be buttery. Have them with this beer. Try the chocolate-covered espresso beans. They weren't bad. Just they kind of stole the show. Mm. Actually... In this context, the party is the beer, and the house guest is the espresso, the chocolate-covered espresso bean, and the uh, and the shortbread biscuit, which for some stupid reason I just put in my mouth. It's really good. In this analogy, I'm not the beer. I'm the chocolate-covered espresso beans. And uh, my wife is the uh, the shortbread biscuit, and the beer. I don't know who the beer is. It doesn't matter. <laughs> the beer gets on better between the two. <clears throat> the beer gets on better with the uh, the shortbread biscuit. I'm just for the sake of my sanity, and uh, so I don't cry myself to sleep tonight with a lot of. Shortbread biscuits still in my mouth. I'm going to eat a chocolate-covered espresso bean to make sure they get along together. Well, if I'm honest, chocolate-covered espresso beans are really taking over. But let's be honest, this is just an analogy. This isn't like reading tea leaves into my life or something. <laughs> this episode's gotten weird. Uh, I'm not going to tell you about any events because I don't know about any. It is New Year's next weekend, this weekend, the in today being Monday, you might be listening to this on a Tuesday, which would be Tuesday, December the 27th, just in case you're listening to it on Tuesday, January the 
14th or whatever. Uh, if you are listening to this sometime around when it came out, it is New Year's Eve this weekend, and New Year's Eve falls on a Saturday night. New Year's Day being a Sunday. Friends, be careful out there. I mean, a lot of us had our travel plans interrupted at Christmas. I don't want you to overcompensate for New Year's. Be safe. Remember, not only is there a pandemic going around, but there's a lot of colds going around too. And I, I mean, this isn't as bad as the last time I had COVID, but I'm not exactly having fun right now. I would really appreciate losing this cold. Like a bad house guest. Uh, but enjoy yourself on New Year's. Have some delicious beers. Have something special. Seek out something real nice. Real nice. Could be Bellwoods Brewery. A stout with coffee, which, as I said, I purchased at the LCBO. I did just look for it on their website. Did not seem to be on the website as far as I could see. So uh, don't go to Bellwoods and tell them I told you to buy it from them. Because, yeah, I'm just just briefly scrolling. I mean, they do have Hellwoods, which is real good. They have Fireplace Channel Imperial Stout. Got a bunch of Farmageddon's. Oh, man. Brattlehead, I love that beer. Spendy, but worth it. And of course, Bellweiser. Anyway, don't go asking them for a stout with coffee. I bet most of the volume went to supporting the SKU at the LCBO. If you really want to do them a favor, go buy it at the LCBO. Because you don't want a SKU to get delisted. It's much better to sell it out. So go buy this. Again, it's it's a spendy can. I, f- I feel like it was 5 bucks or four seventy five. It's not cheap. But again... Using the Chris Schreier beer pricing method. And remember, I haven't adjusted this for inflation. And brewers are getting screwed by uh, transport costs right now. I was tempted just there to increase it myself. It's it's usually one cent per mil or or a dollar per hundred mil, which means for a four seventy-three mil can, four dollars and seventy-three cents is a perfectly acceptable price. We just normally balk at that because you know, I don't even know because I haven't bought a Canuck in a while. It used to be you could get a Canuck for like two thirty-five or two sixty-five or something. I mean, it's not too cheap. They make it at scale, and I understand all that. And it's a perfectly delightful beer. Nothing wrong with it. But beers like that tend to kind of uh, skew our expectation. And the reality is, for a brewer that isn't as big as Great Lakes, and Great Lakes is, I mean, not big compared to big brewers, but it's bigger than most small brewers out there. Really splitting hairs here. I need a sip of beer. Anyway, my point is a cent per mil is probably acceptable. I went to on the fly make it 1.2 cents per mil. And you might have spotted the problem that I noticed before I even said it, which is I cannot do that kind of math. I mean, I could off the top of my head. The way I would have to do it would be 1.2 cents per mil for a 473 milliliter can would be $4.73 plus 4.7 cents twice, which is 9.5 cents. And with those threes making a six, we're going to roll up. So six. So 480 two $4.82 see one cent per mil is just a lot easier to deal with 
I was going to say math was never my strong point. Sadly, I learned as an adult that actually math probably could have been my strong point. I just never had a person in my life who made it evident to me that it could have been a strong point in my life. And now I'm going to be one of those guys who once I'm retired and my kids are doing amazing things and probably supporting me because I've, you know, made terrible decisions. I might, you know, do an undergrad degree in like calc or something. Can you even do that? This is how little I know about the subject. Do a mathematics undergraduate degree just to say that I did it. Because I think it'd be fun. I love watching math videos and people explain crap on the internet. It's delightful. Okay, so these are the things that I'm going to leave you with. The PSA that you need to do. You need to be careful and be safe on New Year's. Don't let foiled plans from this past weekend, if you were caught up in all of this weather, make you make poor decisions next weekend on New Year's. Be safe out there. Have fun. Depending on your life situation, that might include getting blackout drunk, but do it safely. Uh, but, you know, don't try and make up lost time. That never ends well for anybody. Uh, that's PSA number one. PSA two, support local and especially my local because I care about them. Uh, I supported some local already. We had uh, we had dinner from the Goof yesterday, which is our local uh, Chinese Canadian uh, dive. And we had all Chinese, no Canadian. Sometimes we go there and the kids will get like a, a fish and chip or something like that. Or I'll get uh, three eggs on toast. Real nice. Or Benny. They don't do like a hipster brunch Benny. They do like a diner Benny. And it's great. Uh, I get it with smoked salmon, which kind of is a little hipster, I know. But anyway, that's Garden Gate food. We all call it the goof. That's what everybody calls it. Uh, and, and right across the road. <clears throat> again, these are all businesses just over there. If you're watching the video, I'm pointing out my window. It's just over there. Uh, right across the road, the Remarkable Bean and the Fox. Remarkable Bean, wonderful local coffee roaster. They do have a location in Leslieville, but ours is the original. Uh, the other one's great, too. It's it's not the same um, layout at all, but it's basically the same place when you walk in, which is nice. They really captured the spirit. Uh, and the Fox Theater an independently owned and operated single screen theater. It was the first theater I ever went to that was licensed. It still is, and I, but I realize now a lot of places are licensed, but they have like collective arts and left fields. And uh, I can't remember. They had a really good cider the last time we were there and they have nice wine. Like it's, it's not just licensed. It's like good license. It's not like you have to get a, an, you know, $14, 12 ounce plastic cup of bud. You get decent beer there, which is quite nice. And actually, just a few doors down, well, actually, between um, Remarkable Bean and what I was about to mention is where I get my spectacles and my contacts, uh, eye candy. If you need an optician, can't say enough good things about them. They're amazing. And then just past them is uh, Bagels on Fire. Uh, I don't care. You can come at me with griefs. You can come at me with uh, Stone... It's not Stone Wall. Stone Mill, the one in St. Lawrence. You can literally come at me with almost any bagel shop in Montreal. There's probably one or two where I would probably put my hand up and say fair play. But you will not find a better bagel outside of those small handful in Montreal than you will at uh, Bagels on Fire. Montreal style, honey in the water when they blanch it, cooked in a hardwood open fire uh, oven. And as you do in that kind of a business... They spend a few hours in the morning cooking bagels, and as the temperature drops in the oven, they'll fling pastries in there. They cook them, too. They do uh, pretzels that are, like, 
insanely delicious. But just the bagels, all I get is the sesame seed. That's all you need. If you like a poppy seed, that's fine. You obviously have no self-respect or dignity because you don't mind walking around with a bunch of shit in your teeth. But uh, sesame, great. And they're chewy and they have a nice, sweet, um, that ni it's like a leathery almost crust to them. <sighs> I was about to say, I, w I wish I was going to have a bagel tomorrow, but I'm not. I'm having something different because I don't have to work tomorrow because we get the statutory holiday bumped. So that Christmas Day on Sunday means we get Tuesday off. And similarly, New Year's Day on Sunday means we get Monday off. Not bad. Government work, guys. Could be worse. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. The PSA is support my local businesses. Also, probably support yours. And by the way, if you don't have a group of businesses like that, that you uh, patronize in your neighborhood, and by patronize, I mean that in the literal sense, like you are a patron at it, not that you go in there and annoy them. Uh, what's up? You should. You know, I'm not saying you have to do all your shopping within foot walking distance of your house, but uh, you could probably at least do some of it. And that's important. And even like, yeah, sure, I get it. The bagels that I'm buying at Bagels on Fire are a lot cheaper, that are a lot cheaper, a lot more expensive than if I bought the cheap Dempster's one at Loblaws. But A, I'm supporting actual people, not some giant multinational company. And uh, B, they're way better. <laughs> like, when you think about the amount more I'm paying, the quality is m more times better than the price is times expensive, if that makes any sense. So figure out your locals and support them. That could be your New Year's resolution. Do you do resolutions? They're stupid, but people do them. Maybe that should be your New Year's resolution. That's the PSA. I just had to figure it out while I was talking. My PSA to you and your New Year's resolution is if you do not support at least five businesses you can walk to. At least five. F figure them out. That can include bars. That's fine. They need support. Support a local bar. Could be your kid's daycare if you have a kid and you can afford daycare. And if you can, can I borrow some money? Uh, <laughs> I chest. Uh, but whatever. Five businesses that you can walk to from your house. Support them for the entirety of the calendar year 2023. Will it improve your life? Yeah, probably a bit. Will it improve the lives of the people around you? Yeah, a lot. So do it. That's the PSA tonight. And it is now quarter to 10. I got to get going, guys. That dark and stormy I've been dreaming about all day is not going to drink itself. I was going to say sadly, but that's not sad. I want to drink it. I don't want it to drink itself. It's about relationship, and I want to be in relationship with it. So you have yourself a good night. I will almost certainly be back on the second. Uh, watch the Instagram feed. That's where I tell people if I'm not doing this for one reason or another. But at the moment, I can't imagine why I wouldn't. I have the day off. So uh, meet you back here in seven days, which is to say, of course, I'll see you next year. And until then, check out Rob Curry and the Curry Brothers. And while you're at it, why don't you pick up the record? If you haven't bought it already, you can get it on Bandcamp. It's not on sale for Boxing Day because it's already cheap enough that they're not really making money anyway. So go ahead and support them. Are they local? Well, yeah, if you live in Gravenhurst, but they're awesome. And you should support them and support their music because they've been letting me use this track for free the whole time. And it's a banger. And uh, here it is. <laughs>